in in my opinion, man, for for a do all hunting rifle scope, it's going to be tough to beat. That's when I sent Mark another message, like, Mark, we got to talk about this thing. So yeah, man. I mean, if you want to drop drop long range bombs on a budget, like this is it. Honestly, every single tier of of scope that Vortex makes is quality glass. What's up, guys? Welcome back to the podcast. I don't know about you guys, but with this whole coronavirus thing going on, it's given me a chance to kind of sit at home and uh, spend a lot of time on social media and looking online. And a site that I find myself on quite often is Vortex Optics. Now, you guys well know that Vortex Optics is our main sponsor for everything that we do at eHunter. We're grateful for them. But if you have noticed... Vortex has come out with a lot of new stuff lately. Um, some new rifle scopes, some new reticle attachments for spotting scopes. And so we had the chance to sit down again with Mark Boardman from Vortex. And, and thanks again, Mark. He, he's such a good guy to be able to come on this podcast with us and, and chat about things. I know that they're extremely busy over there and life's crazy for everybody right now, honestly. So appreciate his time and and taking a few minutes to talk about these new products. But in this podcast, we talk about the new rifle scopes that Vortex has just released in the past few months, um, in fact, even the past few weeks, and talk about the implications of those rifle scopes, where you can use them, the details. We get into the nitty-gritty of the details around them and where they'll best suit you and serve you in the field. So... Hope you guys enjoy this podcast. We're trying to keep you guys up to date with all the new products that are coming out in the hunting industry. Um, this is a newscast, so definitely hunting news is some of the new products. So appreciate you guys guys' support for the podcast. Um, please like, subscribe, and share the podcast with those that you think would enjoy it as well. If there's anything that you feel like that you would like to have us do a podcast on. Um, or if you have questions about certain things, let us know. We'll be happy to reach out to some guests and get them on. So, again, hope you guys enjoy this. And without further ado, let's jump into the podcast with Mark. All right, everybody. Welcome back to the eHunter Newscast. We have a guest on today that has been on before, uh, Mark Boardman with, Vorte- uh, with Vortex Optics. How's it going, Mark? No, I'm doing good, man. Doing good. How you guys doing? Doing great, doing wonderful, and and we also have Curtis uh, finally joining me again on a podcast. Curtis, how you doing today, buddy? Oh, I'm doing good. Just waiting for the uh, invitation back. It had been a while, so I thought I screwed something up, but I'm back, so <laughs> we're good. Uh, well, uh, I won't tell you all the things you screwed up, but uh, Mark did a great <laughs> job. I know that. Mark was fantastic. <laughs> Curtis? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's about par for the course so <laughs> well i appreciate you guys being here today um on our last podcast we did with you mark we, we teased a little bit about some new products that are coming out with vortex and i'm really really excited today to to talk about um these new products and, and it seems like man you guys are busy over there at vortex you guys are pumping new stuff out all the time right now yeah no it's been exciting super exciting a lot of products are you know kind of coming to fruition uh, you know, pretty pretty close, I guess, as far as you know, contextually and uh, space time continuum. So, but yeah, so it's, we've been uh, moving and shaking over here, launching some new stuff, and you know, a lot of stuff that's um, 
you know, been in the works for, for years, really. So it's uh, super exciting times for us and, and the products themselves. Um, I know we're just, we're just way pumped about and uh, can't wait to, to get them in our customers' hands. And actually a lot of them, you know, they, they, they are. So, you know, we're kind of, we're launching products in time. So, you know, when we hit the go button, um, people can get their hands on them and, and that's uh, just uh, working out to be pretty neat. So. Well, you guys are doing a great job of getting that out to the to people. I'm, I'm seeing a lot of people comment about these new products that have come out just yeah, like in the last few weeks, and um, I mean, great things. Everything that's I've been reading about the the new products is just fantastic. So kudos to you guys uh, on the products that you are are putting out there, and and really these products we're going to talk about today are are things that are near and dear to my heart. Um, really, I, I like shooting long range. Um, I like shooting animals at long range, and so so this is really what I like to talk about. And I, I have lots of questions for you today about these new products. But let's let's jump into it, man. Um, I, I'd like to start with the the Razor Razor HD LHT scope. And I know it came out. Gosh, I don't even know what. It's probably been at least a month ago. But would you mind telling us a little bit about that new scope and the details with it? Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, I think it has been about a month, and that's the one that we were kind of talking about but we couldn't talk about the last time we talked so um yeah just super pumped um i know i keep saying that but i I truly truly mean it uh this scope for me you know my my personal background or passions in life you know really uh revolve around big game hunting and uh and also you know but but like you you know with modern technology and 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 uh you know uh modern bullets, high BC bullets, you know, the advent of the rangefinder, ballistics calculator. I mean, we've really been able to uh, do a lot of things and, and use these things to, to extend our effective range in the field. And, and this new Razor HD LHT, I was fortunate enough, you know, over the last couple of years to be able to use some prototypes and even some of the, I guess the prototypes before we kind of came out with the final final, you know, I'd be like, Oh, I love it. It's perfect. You know? And then the engineers would be like, no, it's not perfect. We want to do this. We want to do that. You know? So, and, uh, but uh, man, what they came up with, um, dude, in in my opinion, it's unbelievable. uh, Optically it's off the charts. You know, it's a super versatile magnification range. It's a a three to 15 by 42. So, uh, you know, as far as, you know, a a zoom range, it's like, Oh man, you want to go hunt whitetails? Uh, in the tree, you know, you might have a max shot, shot distance of 200 yards. Great. You know, you want to sneak through the timber and you want to have it on three or four X in case, you know, you, you still hunt into something and need to execute a shot. Great. Oh, you need to figure out, you know, your, your ballistics data. Cause you might be taking a six, seven, 800 yard shot. Bam. You can do that too. And so as far as a, a, a hunting scope, that's incredibly versatile, you know, optically, just just stunning optics it tracks super true um the turret system in in my opinion um you know i guess you know everybody has their own preferences but uh it's my favorite that we've come out with and we can we can speak a little bit to the specifics on that but yeah if if you can't tell like this is one i'm personally extremely extremely excited about i'm with you brother i i am with you on that i mean I, I, same thing just it's so versatile you can use it in so many different situations uh whether you're an eastern hunter midwest western hunter i really it, it applies to everybody which is is fantastic so let, let's do let's dig into the the turrets on this and what makes them so special i i, I know what they are but tell the listeners about the, this turret system and and yeah what is so special about it so so we're we've, it's you know it, it's a pop up and down locking elevation turret so that's one thing that i that i really like about this turret it's a locking turret so you you know you don't have to be 
you know, mindful of, of keeping track of revs. If you, you know, maybe you throw it in the case a little bit too hard or, or something like that. And, and generally even some of our turrets, like the Viper HSLR, which is one of my favorite scopes in our lineup, it's something you need to be cognizant of, but also I've never had an issue at the same time, but I'm also mindful of it at the same time. So this is just kind of like alleviates, you know, that, you know, having to kind of, you know, uh, entertain that thought or, or even keep an eye out. So, um, locking turret i love that it's got our new rev stop zero system and and so as far as setting a zero stop i mean with this if if you know righty tighty lefty loosey you can set this zero stop i mean i'll go through the process right now it's got a on the center of the elevation turret it's got you know essentially a slot and it comes with a, a tool that's almost like a call it like a polymer screwdriver you loosen it you pull the turret cap straight up uh, and I guess you're doing all this after you've sighted in your rifle. So you get your zero, and, and you, you, you've got you, 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 the zero that you want. And then, like I said, you pull that, that turret cap. It comes with uh, the rev stop ring. You, you pop that in. You essentially just insert it straight down and turn it to the right until it stops. And it's got a positive stop. And then you put the cap back on and, and tighten that same uh, kind of like little screw piece on the top that you're moving. Like, that's it. Like you're done. I mean, it's literally, it's so simple. It's almost scary at the same time, but it's just, it's an amazing, amazingly, it's like, it's so simple. It took a lot of engineering to get there in a way, yeah. if that makes sense. You know, what a lot of people are, are scared of, um, of turret systems just cause they, you know, they may not understand it. They, they may be afraid they're going to screw something up for lack of better words. And so this kind of helps those people give them some confidence and to know that they're not going to screw it up. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it really is. Um, I, you know, people, if I can do it, you can do it. Honestly. I mean, that, that's the truth. And then as far as the windage turret, it's a capped windage turret. So it's super sleek. Um, you know, you're going to, when you sight in your rifle scope, you're going to do it how you normally would with any, you know, capped turret. But then, you know, when you're done, you just cap it off and it's not going to be uh, exposed to the elements in, in any way. Like I said, it's, it's, it's more, we're able to keep it more streamlined by doing that. And for, What's going to be predominantly a hunting rifle scope, even though you could use certainly use this in, in, in some tactical long-range applications, um, you're just not going to dial your wind in, in the field. Like, it's just not something from a practical aspect you're, you're, you're likely to end up doing. I'm not going to say nobody does it because folks certainly do do that, but I'd say by and large and what the, the intended application of this scope, um, man, that sucker's capped off and, and, and you're good to go. So. Oh, man, that. That is awesome. And and just a couple other questions on this. It's a second focal um, plane scope, right? So it is, you know, and, and for, for peep, for some people, you, when, when you think long range, you think, Oh, well, I'm shooting long range. I need a first focal plane scope. And, and, but in this model, and, and I'd say in some cases you do, that is going to work optimally. Right. But mm -hmm. when you're looking at, at a rifle scope with that's a three to 15, right. You've got that low end of three power, you got to keep in mind what that reticle will look like at three power versus 15 yeah. power, right? So if, if you are in that scenario where maybe you are likely to have a closer range shot or, like I said, you're slipping through the timber and you go to throw your gun up, that reticle is going to be so small, it, again, it becomes impractical, right? Right. Um, the other thing is with the second focal plane reticle, it is, it is a glass etch second focal plane reticle, right? And it's got a lot of data. I want to say it's got, oh, man, I, God, I'd have to look. 30, 
32, don't quote me, but like 32 MOA of, of uh, you know, reticle hash marks in it. Uh, somewhere thereabouts. I'd have to look that up, so don't quote me. But if you, if you want to use those hash marks, and if you're in a scenario where you're likely to, to need to use those hash marks, you're probably going to be at the top end of that zoom range anyway, where they're going to be accurate. So again, it, it comes down to, you know, how you practically how the scope is, is going to be used and how it's intended to be used. And, and like I said, in, in my opinion, man, for, for a do all hunting rifle scope, it's going to be tough to beat. So, Oh, and I, I, it's a, uh, it's also got, I can't stop talking about it. I can't stop. I can't stop. <laughs> I love uh, it. It's got the illuminated center dot too. So like, uh, the illumination, it's push-button illumination. It's integrated into the left-side parallax, super clean. It's, like, it's almost in, in recessed in a way. Um, and, uh, but, like, man, you push that. Uh, it's, a, it's a quarter MOA glass etch center dot. That's the only part of the reticle that illuminates. Um, and really, for me, you know, as a hunter, that's probably all that I need to have illuminated in a, in a situation where, where I think I might, you know, want to uh, use that feature. You know, if you've got – Maybe it's slightly waning light and you've got, you know, uh, a black, black bear, you know, on, a, on an opposing hillside and you just want a little bit more contrast with that reticle or, or certain scenarios, like we said, like dark timber, where you, you might want to have a little bit more contrast with that illuminated reticle. Um, it just does a really, really nice job. It's a fine aiming point um, and, it, and it works really well. So, and the scope is super lightweight too, yes. you know, um, and so from uh it's as at home on even like you could say you put it on a you know even a heavier you know more tactical oriented rifle if you wanted to it'd be home there and and it'd also be home at home on you know an ultralight mountain rifle you know so so like i said the versatility component is just uh it's off the charts yeah what did it come in weighing at like 20 ounces or something like that yeah, I want to say yeah, nineteen and change, nineteen point one. So yeah, sub sub twenty. Sub twenty. That that's unreal. And that's you know, as as a mountain hunter, that's what I really look for. Something that's light like that that I don't worry about throwing it on my gun and and it being so heavy. Because a lot of these scopes that, or I should say, turreted scopes can be pretty heavy. And so when I first saw this come out, that's what really struck me is wow, really lightweight you know, good quality, has all the bells and whistles that I really like as far as the turrets and, and the glass and everything like that and, and come out that light. That was just, that, that was amazing to me. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's a cool one, man. I think, I think folks are really, really going to dig it. You know, I mean, um, I know, I know for me personally, like I said, I've gotten to hunt a few of the prototypes over the last couple of years and, and Man, for 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 most of my hunting applications, it, it's going to be probably my go-to. Yeah, yeah, definitely. L- let's talk a little bit about. Um, I believe you guys have a. I don't even know what you want to call it—a partnership or a, a deal with Canton Industries. And I believe if you order one of these scopes, you you basically get a free strip, uh, ballistic strip from Canton Industries. Is that correct? So, yeah, yeah. So, uh, so in the box, you get essentially, uh, you know, uh, a coupon for that, that, uh, free ballistic strip. And, uh, so, you know, if a person wants to, uh, you know, go through the process of getting their ballistic data, but then kind of go to that more yardage mark turret system, they can certainly do that. That's awesome. That kind of gives everybody the opportunity. If you want to, like you said, MOA, um, if you want to do yardage, that kind of stuff that this gives people options. And I love that about it. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And, and everybody's going to kind of have their, have their personal preference, you know, uh, 
if you're if you're hunting in kind of the you know the a, a, a similar elevation you know maybe, maybe you hunt the same mountain all the time you know or and you know your environmentals are pretty pretty consistent you know there's no question the Arch mark turret is going to be um a solid way to go it's going to it's going to be fast you know you're going to range range whatever you're trying to shoot at and you know dial essentially to that yardage you know where where a person if, if you're the type of person that maybe likes to tinker with loads or you're switching loads or you're hunting you know one day week you're hunting sea level the next day you're hunting at ten thousand feet you know that's where the flexibility of just dialing in mills or MOA, you know, it's nice and it comes into play. Yeah, definitely. Curtis, you're being quiet through all this, and I know you have a lot of questions about the scope, so I'll, I'll shut up and let you ask your questions. Yeah, fire away, man. Oh, I've man. been talking too much. <clears throat> no, Mark's been talking a lot, which is good. It's been answering all my questions. Um, you basically just answered what I was talking what I was thinking was the the three by 15 by 50 only comes in that MRAD. And I saw the other, the other model, the three by 15 by 42, you can switch off. You can pick either one. Was there a reasoning that they did that with those two models? So, so yeah. So, I mean, I think initially, you know, that three to 15 by 50 with that more uh, BDC style reticle was geared towards the European market. Uh, and so um, I think that was kind of the, uh, you know, the, the target market off the go. And then, you know, but obviously we folded that in in case people wanted to have that, uh, you know, that preference on, on, you know, down over here in the States as well. Um, I've looked through both scopes. I mean, they both, you know, have their advantages. I, I would base my decision off of more the reticle that you prefer and not necessarily object, the objective size. Um, like I said, the optics in both of those scopes is, it's uh I, i'll put it this way i don't i don't a person's never going to be at a disadvantage because they go oh, i've got the 44 not the 50 you know it's just it's it that's going to yeah. be a, a moot point non-issue i've looked through both yeah. and i agree it, it really is a moot point between those those two objectives i mean yeah like you said pick the reticle that you want and that's most important yeah for sure for I'm sure good. Yeah, and you guys touched on it too. When it first came out, my I was uh, immediately drawn to the weight of it as well. But then you talked about a little bit too, like for the guys that like Taryn likes to shoot out uh, pretty far and stuff like that. That's kind of what turned me off a little bit to it. Um, but then what just came out this week, um, and it might be a decent transition to go into that, kind of fix that. Like it's not the Razor Gen 2 that's, you know, 48 uh, ounces. Um, it's also not the, the Razor HT, you know, that's sub 20, but it's coming in right in between there. And, um, you know, you still got the ability to, if you're shooting bench and doing competition competitions, using it for that because of the reticle and, and, and stuff that's on there. Um, but yeah, how about we just roll into that next one? Are you guys done with the, the Razor and want to do that? I am. Yeah. Let, let's roll into the strike Eagle. Cause uh, that when that came out, that's when I sent Mark another message. Like, Mark, we got to talk about this thing. This thing, I mean, <laughs> and and the reason is usually usually that's like a bad a bad thing. Like, Mark, we have to talk. You know, you're like, oh man, what's coming? Like in this case, it's a good scenario, right? It is. And I told you, you're probably going to get a lot of those Definitely. messages from me over the years. But oh man, <laughs> and the reason I that this one jumped out to me is you know you know for those, there's a lot of people that are on a budget, and I get that. And this kind of fits that realm. Like like Curtis, you just said, I mean, it gets the range, it gets you good glass, it gets you a lot of different things, and at a at a easier 
um, price that you know easier on your pocketbook than some of these other ones. So, so yeah, let's jump into this the, this new strike. You know, why don't you tell us a little bit about that thing, Mark? So yeah, man. I mean, if you want to drop drop long range bombs on a budget, like this is it. And and I don't even like to use the word budget. I mean, number one, it's still going to retail for right about 700 bucks so i mean it's not chump change right i mean that's still 700 dollars. but you know comparatively for a fully featured long range scope with essentially all the bells and whistles and uh you know not not necessarily the price tag of its alpha class you know brothers um man this new strike eagle 5 to 25 by 56 is uh it's a shining star for sure uh and uh it's just uh, it's like I said, it's a fully featured scope. I mean, for me, long range applications, like you said, it's coming in at a little bit lighter weight compared to some, some of the scopes that share similar features. It's, uh, it's going to be, you know, a really, really strong go-to for a lot of folks. It's got a 34 millimeter tube, right? So, uh, you've got plenty of room for that inter- internally retro tube to move. Um, in the, uh, in the MOA model, you've got 110 MOA of total travel Jeez. in the, in the mill-based version, you've got 31 mils, so you got tons of travel. Uh, pop up and down locking turrets for both the windage and elevation turret. Uh, it shares that rev stop zero system that we just talked about in the other one, so super easy to set zero stop. Optically, it does a really, really nice job. Uh, illuminated glass etched reticle. It's got our EBR7C reticle which is, you know, for, uh, you know, it's just a, a data-rich reticle, um, you know, with uh, you got your, your hash mark-based sub-tensions as well as a windage tree, super functional for folks that, you know, want to shoot off their reticle or, or potentially maybe you're, you know, having uh, multiple engagements in rapid succession and you're not going to have time to dial, but, uh, you know, y- you have to you know, execute those shots. Uh, first focal plane, um Fast focus eyepiece. I mean, I don't know if I'm leaving anything out, but it's 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 a killer, killer scope. And like I said, you're getting all these features, and it's going to retail for right about 700 bucks. That's amazing. Like that, I know that's not chump change, and hopefully nobody takes what I said earlier that, it, that you know I'm I'm not rich by any means, but uh, just comparative to the other ones. I mean, that that's fantastic. You know, I think the biggest comparison that people are going to make, and the reason I bring this up is because this is the scope that we used last year was the uh, Viper PST Gen 2. Um, I think mm-hmm. that's where the biggest comparison is going to be is between that scope and this new Strike Eagle. What's the pros and cons of, of each one or the pros of both of them uh, between the two of them? So, yeah, I mean, they're both going to be really, really great scopes. I mean, obviously the Strike Eagle, that's a newer scope, right? So we're able to, you know, implement and utilize, you know, things that we've learned over the years, technologies we've developed over the years, features we've developed, uh, you know, so it's a newer scope, right? Um but it's a, it's a different, it's a different scope. You know I mean? Depending on, uh, you look at the, the Viper PST Gen 2 series as a whole, you know, that's, that's a deeper lineup. You've got your one to six, your, your two to 10, your three to 15, your five to 25. Right. So you've got like, depending on a person's needs, uh, they may fall. One of those other scopes might fall, you know, into a more appropriate bucket. Um, you know, the PSTs, they do have a zero stop, uh, on the uh, um, elevation turret, but it's not a locking turret, right? So that's definitely a plus of this new Strike Eagle 5 to 25. Um, you know, same with the windage turret. It's it's not a locking turret. So, um, 
but a, a lot of similarities and then some differences. You know, you got the 34 millimeter tube in this five to 25 strike Eagle. You've got a 30 millimeter tube in the, uh, in the PST. So, you know, they're going to be a little bit trimmer package. So um, I'd, I'd look at, at your needs, how you intend to use the scope, you know, the, the firearm that you're going to put it on and kind of let that dictate your, your decision. But, you know, yeah, I mean, there's no doubt for, for strictly a long range, you know, applications. Um, and, and, uh, the strike eagle is going to be, you know, one you're going to want to look at. There's, there's no doubt about it. Nice. Glass-wise, between the, you know, the optics between the the viper and the the strike eagle, the viper is going to have just a little bit better glass, right? Yeah, I'd say so. I'd say that that's probably pretty fair, but I think they're going to be pretty close too. Okay, I think that's the biggest question I've got about it. And when this first book came out, I got a lot of messages from family friends you know just asking what you know what the difference is and that was one of the biggest ones is what's the glass difference going to be and i and i kind of my answer to most people was and you can tell me if i'm wrong was i really don't think you're going to see a huge difference between the two yeah i mean it it does it does well optically you know and and you know and at the end of the day you know i think um obviously you know i guess when when we're all able to go outside again uh you know but yeah. uh optics are for looking through right so if, if you can get to a retailer and and look through it you know um you know you can kind of come to your own conclusions on that but um but i guess i'd also say you know I, i'd be pretty confident saying that any person who buys either of those scopes is gonna um you know, when you when you look at what you have into it, I think they're gonna be pretty happy with their purchase. Yeah, yeah for sure. Uh, real quickly, um, and I think you mess- mentioned this, but I just want to get clarification. the The zero stop on both the LHT and the Strike Eagle. Did you say that is the same zero zero stop in both scopes? Yep, yep. So they they both have that uh, that rev stop zero system integrated. Yep. Okay. I thought I'd read somewhere that it was a little bit different, but man, that's, that's amazing that again, just to take some, some of the parts from a, you know, a razor level scoped and put it into this, this strike Eagle. That's, that's fantastic. That's, that's amazing. So very cool. Well, I appreciate you coming on and talking about these before I let you go though. I did want to touch a little bit on a product that I just found out about yesterday which was this uh, new eyepiece that came out, and it kind of it goes really well with these two scopes that we talked we've just talked about because of the long range factor. But can you tell us a little bit about this new this new reticle eyepiece that was just announced? So yeah, so we just announced uh, reticle eyepieces for the uh, the Viper series of spotting scopes. Uh, historically, we've had reticle eyepieces available in the Razor series, which is which is our top tier you know spotting scope series. So now we're offering them in the Viper series, which is kind of, I guess I'd describe it as like an upper, upper middle tier of, of spotting scopes. And they're super handy. They're, they're kind of one of those things that uh, until you try one, you don't realize you actually needed one. Uh, but, you know, so it's essentially, it's a, a mill or MO based reticle. Uh, it's a separate eyepiece. So uh, it's an accessory eyepiece. So if you, if you own a Viper spotter or you bought one, you could pick up one of these reticle eyepieces, plug it into your spotting scope. And it allows you to do a few different things. Um, they're amazing for sight in, right? Uh, because instead of, uh, uh, you know, having to be like, well, I think it's, uh, you know, uh, or even like, uh, like if somebody's like 
working with you sighting in, or maybe uh, maybe you have the reticle eyepiece and your buddy just has a, uh, a rifle scope, but maybe it doesn't have a mill or, or MOA-based reticle, right? So you can, instead of being like, well, I think you're about an inch to the left, you can actually measure that and go, no, dude, you need to dial two MOA left and you should be, you know, right on the bullseye. Um, it's also excellent for calling shots, right? You know, you were talking about shooting long range, you know, a person, um, you know, maybe you're uh, helping them with a wind call, right? And you can be like, dude, you're, you're, you're three on the way left or you're a mill, you're a mill, right? You know, instead of guessing, you're literally providing them with, you know, pretty exact uh, information to make that adjustment to hopefully get an impact. Um, and you can even, you know, and maybe they had an impact, right? But you can then say, hey, you're actually, you know, you can actually tell them exactly where they were on the plate. Um, you can measure objects of known dimension, you know, with them. They're just, they're pretty darn handy. And like I said, when you get used to using one and like you go to the range and then you don't have one, you really miss it. <laughs> <laughs> I've never used one before. Curtis, have you ever used one? I haven't, but just when Mark's explaining it, I can see scenarios where I wish I would have had it. Like, hey, uh, two inches, or but you can measure it just like that. I mean, that that's going to save a bunch of time, and I think I want one now. <laughs> <laughs> it might save you some ammo, too, you know? So, yeah, that's the thing. Yeah. Save some money here. <laughs> but uh, So that, that's a cool one, and I'd suggest, you know, um, you know, anybody that hasn't, which, you know, I think a lot of folks haven't. You know, it's kind of one of those things where, you know, I think, you know, maybe people view it as a nice to have. But if, if you're logging any sort of significant range time, um, man, I'd, I'd suggest a person get one. Well, now I'm intrigued. And I'm going to have to talk to my brother-in-law because he's super into uh, long-range shooting right now. He messages me and sends me pictures every day of groups that he's shooting and different loads that he's making up. And so I'm going to have to bring this up to him. He's got the the Razor spotting scope but um that's okay you, you said that you guys have been making that one for a while correct mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know and and i guess it's you know kind of a you know a tip that i might give people that if if, if you are hunting with a um you know like a you know the same hunting partner a lot or maybe you go to the range with the same person a lot um you know it, it can be a benefit to get the same scope or at least have scopes that subtend in in you know like if you're shooting mills, then my scope's a mills. Or if you're shooting MOA, then, then my scope's an MOA. Because then, you know, you can really help each other just even through the rifle scope, um, calling each other shot, calling each other shots and, and providing, um, you know, feedback for one another. That's a good point. Really good point. I think we've all kind of stuck to MOA. I don't think any of us, any of the people that I hunt with have gotten into the, any of the mill stuff. So good point, though, because, yeah, it's, you can measure it. You can look at it. Everything's the same no matter what scope you're looking through. So Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, well, cool, man. I well, I appreciate this information. Like I said, I was pretty stoked when well, when the LHT came out, extremely stoked, and especially because we'd kind of teased it on our previous podcast. Um, so I was kind of waiting for it to come out and, and learn more about it. And then when the Strike Eagle came out, I just saw so many applications for a lot of of our listeners, a lot of different people across uh, the Western United States and really the entire United States. And so uh, just been pretty stoked about this stuff. So appreciate you coming on and, and sharing some of this information with us. No, I appreciate it, man. I appreciate the time, and no, it's always fun, fun chatting with you guys. And yeah, these are these are two uh, these are two hot ones, though. If, if you're in the market for a new uh, hunting optic or a new long range optic, I definitely uh, give uh, give these guys a hard look. That's for sure.
Yeah. Are you guys having any issue with supply? Are you guys able to ship them out pretty frequently? So, yeah, you know, so I don't have, you know, I guess, you know, I'm not the closest to that, you know, and, and, and probably don't have the visibility that some folks do. But to my knowledge, you know, um, things are things are moving along well and, and nothing super significant, which is always positive to hear. And and uh, so, yeah, I think uh, I think uh, in the grand scheme of things uh, should be should be pretty good. Sweet. Cool. Well, Curtis, you have any other questions for Mark? Um, no, I don't think so. You guys touched a bit on the glass clarity and I just want to give my, uh, kind of endorsement to Vortex. I, I shoot, um, every tier of scope that they have. I've got a crossfire, um, on my 22, 250. I've got the diamondback tactical. I've got a Viper as well. And, and yeah, you can see, um, you know, improvements as you go up in, in tiers, but honestly, every single tier of, of scope that Vortex makes is quality glass. So, I mean, depending on what your budget is, um, what applications you're going to be using it for, you know, you can't go wrong with a Vortex scope. Um, you know, even if you need a, need a scope for a couple hundred bucks for, you know, your kid who's just getting into hunting, it's, it's the way to go not spend a ton, get them into it. And, and, you know, you're just going to have a quality piece of gear if you're buying from Vortex. And, you know, we touted this last time. And I think every time you talk about Vortex, you tout, um, their warranty. So, you always have that in the back of your mind as well. You're going to have a great warranty, and these guys are stellar, stellar people that just want to help you out. And, and like I said on the last podcast, I've sent my scope in a couple of times, and each time it comes back better than, than when I had it before. So that's just my, my two cents on Vortex. If you are kind of in between um, brands or companies, um, I'd, I'd highly suggest going to Vortex, and, and you're not going to go wrong anything you get. So I'll end with that. Yeah, I'll uh, I'll second that. And the thing I like about Vortex, and this is a great plug for Vortex, it's wonderful. But um, that's that's the thing. There's something for everybody. It's not just that high tier stuff, but the high tier stuff is absolutely amazing. And I have a lot of that stuff, and it's it's absolutely fantastic. It competes with anything out there. But yeah, there's there's something for everybody. And so, uh, Mark, appreciate you. Appreciate everybody over at Vortex and what you guys do. And Curtis touched on it. You guys are fantastic people. You're fantastic people to work with, and and we really appreciate you guys. No, I appreciate you guys as well, and and all the kind words. I mean, that means a lot, a lot to us, and you know, I, you know, it, I think it means a lot to you, your listeners that hear. You know, I mean, I can say that stuff till I'm blue in the face, right? But you know, I mean, it means a lot more coming from you guys, and so it's awesome that you guys had those experiences, and hopefully, we'll uh, make a lot more of them. So, absolutely. Well, cool guys. Well, I'll let you guys back to your day, but appreciate you both being on the call, and uh, we'll talk to you all soon. Okay. Awesome. Thanks, guys. Take care. Thanks, guys. See you. Bye. All right, guys. Thanks again for listening to the podcast. I also want to send a quick shout-out to, of course, Vortex Optics, as well as Ready Nutrients for sponsoring this podcast. Sure appreciate both those companies. Guys, hopefully you're getting out and doing some shed hunting, practicing that social distancing out in the mountains. Um, Also, please don't forget to subscribe to the podcast and share it with someone that you think would enjoy it. Thanks again, guys.